Well, welcome everybody to the Prepper Guy podcast. I'm Mark Boyle. I am the Prepper Guy, as you probably well know. But hey, Tucker Carlson introduces himself every night, and I've been watching him for years. So I guess it's cool. I'm uh, heading out of town, got quite a drive, uh, so I thought I would put together some thoughts. Uh, last couple uh, podcasts have been less about politics and more about aliens and religion and and one on basic communications, because if you don't have comms, you don't have shit, and if it's in the family dynamic and you and your partner can't get along and communicate, then you're going to have a lot of problems. This one is going to be about, you know, what what would the, the world look like after the shit hits the fan? And and not so much the world, because, you know, fuck the world. You know, what about my community? What about America, your community, your town, your small little hamlet slice of the American pie? What's it going to look like? You know, we've seen all of the, you know, you just Google images, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic world. And you see everything all destroyed and fucked up. And that would be like a total end of the world. Like the end of the world. But um, what if it was just like a big, giant, fucked up disaster? I'm going to see if this helps a little bit because I'm going blind here. A little better on the lighting front anyway. You know, that's like everyone's dead, and you know, and you know, and and those images are always like life after humans. You know, a hundred years later, where all the buildings are decayed and falling down, and and stuff. Or, you know, if it was a nuclear war, then obviously there wouldn't be really much of any buildings. It would be just craters and and ash. And so, I was reading an article on uh, some of this, <coughs> you know, Israel shooting missiles at Hamas or Palestine and back and forth. They're just fucking constantly blowing each other up and can't seem to stop blowing each other up. And I, I'm thinking that's kind of what America would look like because... You know, we're pretty sure unless Jesus shows up a second time and says, enough, fuck, knock it off, um, we're just going to continue down a, a normal path that we consider normal, like Israel and Palestine consider that normal. They've been blowing each other up since the 60s when Israel was unified or reformed or created as a state and so that's kind of normal to them and, and so would it be you know Arizona shooting missiles into Mexico and Mexico shooting missiles into Arizona say you know Agua Prieta launches an attack on Douglas I don't know you know, will it be some city in Idaho, you know, at war with uh, Portland? I don't know. But see, it's going to be more like that than just, you know, like everywhere in the United States, just death. Unless it's a pandemic or zombies or something like that. Because we will, you know, the bankers, as much as they want to destroy the economy so they can rake in more money, they're going to need to keep something going, right? I mean, you can't just sit there and go, oh, that was fun, and then, you know, put the board game away like Monopoly and then just go back to well, fucking drinking tea or whatever they do. 
So when you when you look across America, like I, I wish I could turn my camera to the view that I'm looking at driving east here. That's why the sun is blasting me. Um, you know, it's beautiful. And a lot of these outlying areas will be beautiful. Will there still be cars on the roads? Will there still be some basic form of commerce going? You know, if, if trucks are, are driving at all, you know, it might be one lane because the infrastructure so fucked up. Like I noticed that what I-40, the, the bridge that goes over to Mississippi has got pretty big structural crack in it. And they're saying this could be shut down for months, which is a, a main artery for food and stuff. So let's say, you know, a bunch of jihadists blow that fucker up and a bunch of other ones. Then, you know, will, will there still be commerce going back and forth? But, you know, guarded. You know, which means, you know, you being able to go to Walmart and just pick up that little trinket or bobble that you thought was so cute would be non-existent. You know, even ordering it on Amazon because the Amazon won't really be able to deliver that shit without, you know, getting attacked. They might have drones, but then people might figure out how to hack those drones when they fly over to deliver your your little freaking stupid box of umbrellas for your, your little drinks that you were going to mix for the Super Bowl party. And, and somebody, you know, commandeers it, and, you know, shoots a portable microwave beam at it and drops it and then they steal your shit so there's going to be all this stuff going on where you know security as far as shipping and trucking won't be the same as it is today so what will it look like you know will you still be able to go to a store maybe a farmer's market or a, a trading post and and gather goods that you need that have been made by local artisans and and craftsmen because you need a new pair of boots and there's only one guy in the county that makes them and he shows up at the at the you know the farmer's market and he'll take your order if you got silver or gold or something he needs to barter for and then he'll you know come back in three weeks and I'll have them made for you it's not going to be like two day shipping so it's hard to kind of you know, there's so many scenarios that would just take us out and it would be post-apocalyptic. No matter where you turn and look, everyone would be dead. And maybe, you know, 75, 80 years into a, a collapse, it, it would be that way. You know, it would really be no one on the roads, the, the roads with trees and weeds growing through it like you see on a I Am Legend or something with just nothing happening, you know, and shooting deer in downtown New York running through the streets, you know, lions eating the deer. But for like, just say, say that the, the, that Biden and his team of uh, fucking mental patients just fuck up everything. You know, like the gas shortage, you know, they're getting the gas line back up and running now. Be two weeks before it's totally restored back to, to where you can just pull in and get gas. And that's just a cyber attack two weeks and that's just one artery of fuel and then governor witless you know uh, wants to shut down telling uh canada to shut down their pipeline coming into america during this shortage because she's afraid of her own shadow maybe i don't know and so once again how will it look if it's just a slow decay from politicians and, and just bucking things up. And then, you know, our military's you know, going to have a hard time letting socialists just take over. I mean, there's still too many lives lost in the wars, you know, leading up to today uh, to just let communists just march in and fuck everything up. I mean, the soldiers, you know, politicians might think it's cute and all the fucking snowflake idiots, millennials that might think it's awesome to have free lunches every day. But there's a lot of military that their fathers and grandfathers died in World War One and Two that was truly fighting communism back then. It wasn't because we were fucking pissed off. You know, even Pearl Harbor was an attack by imperialism, which was, you know, 
Japan at the time wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. And so I, I think as it slowly disintegrates and they try to pull in this socialism, I, I think that the military will say no, and they'll, they'll just kill people. They'll just go no fucking way. No. My grandfather didn't die for this bullshit. Politicians might get arrested and stuff, but it, it's not going to spring back to like, yay, the good old days, you know, like the roaring 20s, people dancing and woohoo. Because we don't have statesmen anymore in our states that could actually put put it back together. You know, you can, you can buy a, a damaged piece of art and if you've got enough money and there's people, they can restore it to where it's worth a million dollars again. You know, it, it, you know, because the majority of it is still a Rembrandt. But, you know, the damage, if you or I bought it and put some duct tape on the back of it and sit there, um, is not going to make that thing whole again. And that's what America is. It's a, it's a Rembrandt. It's a priceless heirloom and, and so as it it's getting all buck and banged up and shit and it's not just like a little rip in a Rembrandt you know like the Mona Lisa's got a tear by her lip and her smile's a little fucked up and they can fix that and a little paint and dabs and stuff and you never know and, and, and most collectors would go that's, that's cool I'm st- I'll, I'll pay a million for it it's like everything's all fucked up the mice got to it and just ate it. There's there's pieces of it to where you can go, is that, is that the Mona Lisa? Yeah, fuck. There's her crooked-ass fucked-up smile. And so it would take a master to recreate it. And the same for America and our Constitution. It would take masters. It would take statesmen and politicians like the founders that were doing it for future generations, not for their own pat on the back. There's a term for it. I can't remember what it's called. It's really kind of cool. But they had a belief structure that everything they were doing, even if it cost them their lives, was worth it to the future generations of America. Not for them. They knew they were fucked the minute they signed that Declaration of Independence. Many of them pulled through it and okay, but they were not, none of them were hardly unscathed. So we don't have that type of people anymore that can rebuild reconstruct so as it even if the military stood up and said no way and shot a bunch of politicians and commies trying to take over and socialists and stuff then they'd go okay we're done here you know we we are not the people and and I have a, a, a a PDF book on government and, and America and, and economics and, and stuff. And these are PDFs written by the Von Mises Institute and people that, you know, understood shit. And it's part of one of my uh, things I sell on, on my, my store, which is a, a flash drive with just hundreds and hundreds of PDFs and manuals and stuff. And, and, and these you could use to rebuild America in the image of that it once was. But see, it's just like overhauling an engine in, a, in your classic hot rod. And yeah, you could, you could put the stock six-cylinder in there and the stock carburetor and, the, you know, and really make it stock. And there, there's a big market for that. But then everybody under the hood's like, dude, we could put in fuel injection. It really wouldn't change the, the, the performance or anything to where it wouldn't be still considered stock. A lot of people would look at that nowadays and go, that's, that's still stock because, you know, fuck carburation. You can't even get the parts for it anymore. We'll fuel inject it. And, and electronic ignition. And, and better leather for the seats and the upholstery and... You know, we'll, we'll add a little padding to the seats because this is a, a Mustang, you know, Shelby. And, you, you know, you're like steering. And so you need a little bit more side support so you don't slide back and forth in your seat. And it'll still look stock. And pretty soon you have a, 
have a vehicle that is in the image of a 68 Mustang, you know, a Shelby. But the rims are not the same Shelby rims. Because I had a pair of Shelby rims. They were stamped Shelby on the back of them. They wouldn't fit on most Mustangs today unless you did some other restoration. You know, the rims would be different. The tires would definitely be wider. The bushings would be neoprene, not rubber. And when you looked at it, you'd go, that is a nice-looking Shelby. Restored really nice. And and people go, well, the seats are not like factory were. Because, of course, they can't be factory. The, the, The factory ones were eaten by fucking rats. But, you know, it looks, it looks like the Shelby. A little bit more padding here, a little bit more support under the knees. Uh, we got a dead pedal there to the to the left, you know, where the dimmer switch used to be. And now this, that's automatic, you know, you know, and stuff. But now that we have a dead pedal to where you can really push down on the, 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 the gas and that pedal to hold you in place. That's what those dead pedals were for, for racing and stuff. They, they weren't in the 68s. They were in my... Uh, 86 SVO Mustang and you could really hold yourself in place with that but they didn't have the, the dimmer switch anymore for your lights because look, we don't use that, it's on the, the column so if you're catching what I'm pitching here you can see that it would look a whole lot like America that the founders created but with a whole lot of changes and so you can sit there and go, yeah, we're a constitutional republic, but, you know, we have a popular vote now because we thought that was an add-on that was like fuel injection. We needed that. But there was no popular vote back in the day. So I think even if we had people that could pull that off, it wouldn't be the same. And the reality is we don't have people that could even pull that off. They would want to go right back to the drawing board. Sure, sure, we'll, we'll reference back to the original Constitution, but things have changed. You know, the Founding Fathers didn't have AR-15s. They didn't have school shootings like that. Never factoring in the reason we have school shootings is because of the oppressive overburdensome regulations we as Americans feel and people just fucking snap. And, and that's why that happens. You know, they didn't even have schools back then. They had schools, but it wasn't nothing like today ruled by fucking, you know, unions. So, of course, they didn't have school shootings because it wasn't like it is today. And it's like it is today because of government control freak fucking regulations. But they won't factor that in. See, it's like that one uh, uh, movie I've talked about before with Michael Douglas where he just snaps. I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's you know, breaking down or something like that. And, and you see the reason he snaps. And it's just because everything he wanted to do within that day, which was a lead up for months, he couldn't do because someone was saying, well, you can't do that. Well, why not? Well, because you did this. And it's like, look, I just want to go to work. It's like you can't because fucking social engineering or whatever. You know, plug in the problem today from that movie back in the 2000, whenever it came out. Michael Douglas. It's a good movie. Falling Down, I think, is what it was called. And I'm sure it had a happy fucking Hollywood ending. But the reality is, you know, uh, there's there's a, a movie with Denzel Washington where he can't get his son into the hospital. You know, I mean, it. It ran the course of racism, but the reality it was is like he couldn't afford insurance and all this stuff, and, and there was no one there to help him. Whereas, you know, 200 years ago, the fucking doctor would have showed up, man, was like, man, I've never seen this before. I'm going to really help you. And he wasn't just like, oh, you, know, you can't fix it because it's black. No, it's just, people didn't give a flying fuck back then. Actually, even the founding fathers were not racist. They tried like hell to, to eliminate that. But that's a different subject, so fuck that. But there's been movies, and you can see them, and, and we don't have that caliber of people that would, would, re, would, instead of using the Constitution as a reference point for the new government, they're just going to, you know, 
build it back the way it was. We're just going to dust it off and erase a few things and boom, start right there again. All these 17th Amendment and stuff and gerrymandering, gone. Done and done. You know, if you've got 5 million people in your state divided by X amount of people in the Constitution that said per representative in that area, then you end up having 7,000 fucking representatives in Congress. Oh, well, it would have worked better. And they're not going to do that. They're just going to go, well, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, 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 no. That was great then, you know. Now, Grandma's recipe was great, but she didn't have a, a, an electric oven like I do. We need to change it. You see what I'm saying? So America will, what it will look like, in my opinion, is a big clusterfuck of stupid people doing stupid shit. Well, kind of like we are right now. The only difference is I'm not going to be driving all the way to Wilcox here to, to measure a job because I'm not fucking going there. <laughs> the roads are dangerous. People are shooting people. And the people in Douglas didn't just buy that big ass house that needs new flooring. It's just they don't have a job. They're, they're scraping by. I'm scraping by. I'm not leaving my house because I have to protect it from the crazy fucks that never worked a day in their life. And now they're, 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 their entitlement checks have stopped because the government's collapsed. So they're just freaking out, running amok. And I can't shoot them yet because the police are still around going, hey, that's vigilanteism. We'll handle this. But they're not handling it. You know, just like the border. We'll handle it. But they're not handling it. Just like the riots in Portland, we'll handle it. But you're not handling it. So we, as sane fucking thinkers, are stuck in the middle going, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And they're like, well, don't shoot them. You know, what you have is not worth a human life. Well, maybe what he wants to steal from me isn't worth his life either. But, well, you can't think that way, Mark. You can't just shoot somebody because they broke into your house. They might be hungry. Obviously, you have food. Why aren't you sharing with your community? He's a member of your community. So you, 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 you see what, how it'll be. So it'll be like all of the pictures of just shit all fucked up. And businesses shuttered and closed. And even Circle K's you know, turned into trading posts. And windows all broken out like an open-air market now. With you know some guy in there with his leather goods, because you know, and you know two or three other people, and maybe his buddy that's standing guard so he doesn't get robbed, and and then some sniper shoots him, and, and the leather guy, and then goes in and takes it, and he's like, ah oh, fuck, I didn't even need that holster he brought with him or those shoes, they don't even fit me. Oh well, ah well, fuck it. You know, have you ever watched nature like a hawk will swoop down and kill a baby bunny, and and, and just destroy it, you know, break its neck and start ripping chunks of meat off of it, or or it might even still be alive and it's screaming and hollering, and and then your dog goes running out barking. I live in the country, so my dog would run out like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? And then the hawk just flies away. And then my dog just goes and starts sniffing the little bunny, like, what the fuck are you? And then just walks off. That's what it'll be like. It's like, why did they shoot that guy? And his, his bodyguard, you know, shotgun guy, you know, and kill them both and then not steal nothing. Because we've become fucking animals. That's why. Like that hawk is not going to fly around and go, I'll go back tomorrow. I, 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 I feel really bad that I killed that, that bunny. I'm sure that he had family. I was just starving. But then that goddamn dog came and scared me. The police showed up, so we ran off. One dead fucking leather guy and and his buddy that was trying to guard him. And they maybe stole a few uh, ounces of gold or silver that he had, you know, in his pocket if he was stupid. And that's it. So when you look at it, that's how people will think. We are that base. When the layer of civility peels off of the onion we call our world, that top thin crispy fucking layer that's getting dried out and it's about ready to fall off all by itself. Then we become like the predators that have no no empathy or respect or concern for life. It's like 
I need boots. I shot that man. And who's going to stop me? Yeah. Police were late. It was already damage was done. Rabbit dead. And a hawk will go kill something else and eat it where my dog won't come running out barking. And, I, and, I, and I've seen that happen on my property. You know, my backyard is big. It's grass, a lot of hawks and shit. I, I leave the squirrels and bunnies out there so they don't, the hawks and the, the owls don't kill my dog. You know, owls are at night anyway and my dog's inside. But, you know, so I've seen it. I've seen a hawk swoop down and destroy a fucking dove. Lands in my driveway, starts ripping that dove's head apart, feathers everywhere, and then the then the the hawks like brother flies over and screeches like, "Hey, we're still playing tag," and just leaves the dead bird there and flies off like, "Ah, it was fun." They got a couple bites. I was snacking, dude. Slow the fuck down. Want some? No, let's go. Dead animal, but it'll be dead human and that's how I see civilization as a whole anyway you know I was asked by a a gal from uh, I think she's from Australia did an interview name's uh, Wendy we did an interview and, and she was asking me about you know being a prepper and she goes do you really think people will revert back to that type of lifestyle and I go oh yeah Without a doubt. And she was kind of shocked because she's a, she's a woman. So, oh, my God, people aren't that way, are they? You know, always shocked. First reaction. She's great. I mean, she was really smart. And, and I go, yeah. And she goes, well, you people carry guns. And I was like, yeah. I go, in my state, it's open carry. And she's like, what's that mean? And I go, well, I can walk into Walmart carrying a pistol. And she's like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. It's, you know, it's called freedom. And, uh. So, so it's kind of interesting to, you know, get that view from her. But she was just totally shocked. That it's like, I think that we would almost, I mean, if there wasn't just food falling out of the sky, a lot of people would just become cannibals at the drop of a hat. You know, people will sell their children for food. I mean, having babies would be like, I don't know, raising fucking money you know it's like oh, I get pregnant I have a baby every year I, I sell it somebody wants it for the slave trade what do I care that's that's how we are I mean we're held together barely with fucking sticks glue and duct tape as a society and and you know we can sit there and go no we're we're godlike we're created in his image yeah that probably you know, I did a painting one time that was supposed to look like a, a Picasso. It was in Picasso's image. It looked like shit. Because I'm, I'm not that talented. You know, so, yeah, we're, we're all created in God's image. But not with his mindset and his ability to not be an asshole. In fact, that was why he gave us the commandment. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And love me. That was the only two commandments that God ever left on this earth. Everything else is religious legalese. <clears throat> so, we will revert back to that nasty-ass human nature <clears throat> for a while to survive. And then, and then, yes, things will calm down. People will be shot. The police will go, oh, you shot that guy? Yeah, he broke in the ass? Yeah, fuck it. Do you need us to get rid of his body? It's like, yeah, that'd be great because I, I don't have a buggy. Okay, you know. And, and, and then it will become more normalized like we see in the book of Eli and stuff where there's people kind of living together and they're not eating each other completely. And society, if it's a community of a few thousand, you know, that are eating and okay and they have their wall around their community and they're keeping everybody at bay, and, and people will, might be eating fucking cannibalism, human flesh. They don't know. It's like, well, we go to the kitchen and we eat. Where that comes from, I don't know. They say they have hunting parties, so I thought it was venison. 
It's like, yeah, they're out hunting humans. But you won't know. And then eventually we'll grow back into a, a human form to where we go, oh, we don't, we don't fucking kill people and eat them. You know, we raise beef. There's the beef right there. That could take 80, 90 years, you know, of chaos. I think what's going to happen is America as what we see America as a form of government and a not just the United States of America, but the republic that creates it. It's the franchise documents and notes that makes it run. That will collapse and, and, and it, will, it will not be rebuilt in any likeness for thousand years. I mean, you know, I guess if I want to be optimistic, maybe 500 years. But I've said this before. It's like when, when Rome collapsed, Rome had, they had a, a giant water system. Maybe they were into water. That's why I've said before that, you know, wars have been fought over water. Because that's what Rome did a lot of times, was take over that area because it was higher and they had water. And that water would run through the town and, and, and people had fresh water. You know, if they didn't have it right in their house, they had it right outside running through a trough, you know, that was kept running. So it was always clean. And, and, and then they had other troughs in, in public buildings to where you could go and take a dump and, and everything went floating on down. So they had, you know, they had functioning toilets, basically. Was it as cool as ours where you push a button and and a bidet? No. But they did have a place where you could crap and, the, and all the feces, feces was taken outside of town and dumped elsewhere. And, and then nature did whatever nature does. So they had that. They had that technology. That was Rome. And Rome was built like America at one time. I got to try not to miss my turn here because I'm fucking lost. Um, so when Rome fell, that was that. No more running toilets. No more indoor plumbing, basically, right? So when was it? I think it was in the 1600s that John Crapper, or whatever his real name was, invented and put a toilet in the in the castle for the queen. <laughs> so Rome collapsed, and you know, and the like. I don't know. Six, seven, eight hundred eighty or whatever, and then a thousand years later, we get a running toilet again. Yay! So, what do you think will happen when America and all its greatness falls flat on its face like Rome did? And that institution, that document, that form of government, when do you think that'll be rebuilt again? Because, you know, you got a factory and we got a bunch of asshats running around going, I could do a better job. I could do a better job. Or kill that motherfucker. He's talking about freedom and liberty. So that's, that's how it's going to end up playing out, unfortunately. So I can see where I'm heading. So I've got to end this podcast. And I think I'll continue trying to draw a picture of our fucked up world um, when I when I head home. So I will talk to you all later uh, after a station break. So this is a uh, McDonald's parking lot. Um, something that would not exist in a collapse. And, and a lot of times people might go, well, Mark, why? Why wouldn't that exist? It's McDonald's. And they survive 
the the plague. They're almost like cockroaches. What do you mean they won't survive? And and if you think about it, it's like pretty simple. Nobody is going to be able to get them food and supplies and buns and hamburgers and all that stuff. The people that work there won't be able to to work there because they might not be able to get there. Their cars may run, but eventually they're going to start saving their gas for way more important things than going to a shit job that pays money, which is of no value and of no use. You know, unless they're playing their employees with the food, then that would be why people would show up to work. Be like, holy shit, you're going to feed me two meals a day for uh, working. Sold. Done and done. I'm there. Right? Because that's what survival is all about is food. But the food they sell at McDonald's is brought in by truck, frozen, pre-prepared. Thousands and thousands of hamburger patties a day. And buns, fries, potatoes, and, you know, pop and all that. So, it's, it's not going to work. So, yeah, you know, all of the, the food and all of the restaurants, except small mom and pop restaurants, is prepackaged, pre-prepared, pre-frozen, pre-ready to go, just heat and eat. You know, they take the fries, they're frozen, they drop them in the fryer, they cook up nice and crunchy every time. You know, the buns are frozen. They just throw them on there for three to five minutes or whatever the time is. So it's not like there's a guy in the back smashing out hamburger patties from Bob's cow that he butchered yesterday. So when that hall falls apart, McDonald's might want to stay open, and they probably could stay open if they had the food and the buns and the ketchup and all the condiments and everything and the apple pies. And then they could pay people by feeding them to work, but you can see that it that that would not work even if it was all automated robots without humans they cannot be open circle k's will not be open you know quickie marts whatever you call them in your area will not be open because they just can't get this stuff because these trucks these semis like the one i just passed are constant like if my phone don't start freaking out while we're going here, you'll see on my way home, and this is just a 30-minute drive, that there's just hundreds of trucks coming and going. You know, you look across the highway and there's there's more of them. They're just constantly, and at night I can sit there and look up the freeway coming down off this hill, and it's just wall-to-wall white lights coming and red lights going constantly. Uh, and it's it's, I mean, I can't count them, but it's just, thousands per minute or hour or whatever and that all comes to a, a 70% drop a 50 even a 30% drop because of conditions gas whatever then what's going to happen well you know McDonald's cannot get by on 30% less of their deliveries they'll just shut down let's go ah, fuck it take all our money and let's retire Circle K can't eventually. They're going to sell out of the important things. And those are the things that are going to be on the trucks. It's not like they're going to be bringing stupid lottery tickets and shit. They're going to be bringing the essentials. Water, milk, orange juice, bread, sandwich meat. Circle K, you would probably see them clear out 90% of the garbage that they have in there and try to stay open with just the things that people really, 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 really need. And then that will be limited to other distributors like, the, you know, Fry's, Safeway, Walmart that have their own trucks that can bring that in for them. And then Circle K distribution centers are going to be like, yeah, we, we just can't. We can't keep up. All of our really important shit, our distributors have sent to the, the big stores, Safeway, Walmart, Fry's, whoever, Costco, whatever. And, and so you're going to see it just shrivel and die. It's like a really great plant that you really, really like. But if you just can't give it enough water or sunshine, it will die. And these stores will die. 
they will they will cease to exist. So Bob's Leather Goods will probably move in after a year of it being just vacant. You know, yeah, sure, somebody say, are you paying rent? It's like, no, windows are all broken out. The storefront's gone. It's lucky it's standing. There's shade. I'm going to go in here and work on shit. Won't be able to board it up at night, so I'll have to take everything with him when he leaves, leaving him open to being robbed and stuff because rule of law is broken down. And therefore, you can't take your goods to market anymore safely, which is the main key factor in, in, a, in a market economy like America. And, and like it will be for sure then. It'll be definitely a necessity and an open market. And if you, you, you can't lock up your goods at night because you can't buy plywood to board the thing up and stuff, then you're going to take it all home and take it to work the next day. And you'll have your route and you might deliver and then you hope you don't get shot. So that's just Circle K's and McDonald's so far. Um, Walmart and Costco and Fry's and Safeway and Babbitt's or Bashes and whatever in your community, you know, uh, Piccadilly or whatever the fuck, whatever it's called, you know, in the East. Uh, the you know, they're corporations. They're ginormous corporations with thousands of people on the payroll. And then people are going to say, well, you know, uh, your money is shit. Everything's falling apart. I, I'm having a hard time getting gas. So a lot of those people would just quit coming in. And then the stores are going to be, well, we're not getting enough distribution. So we're going to have to close these, you know, 60% of our stores across the country, which might be thousands. And maybe we can focus on these three big key locations like this, you know, the government. Because the government's going to say, well, we need this. We got FEMA camps. So just bring it here and then we'll feed people. Because if you take it to Phoenix or, you know, Salt Lake or one of these big towns in that area, uh, first of all, it's not going to reach all the people because nobody's hanging out, you know, driving to Costco in, in the big city. But we, you know, we have FEMA camps. So bring it to us. And then if the, if the big stores go, nah, fuck you, then they'll just go, okay, then we're commandeering it. So all the suppliers will just stop shipping to Costco, Walmart, and these big box, you know, supermarkets. They'll just go, no, we have a contract with the government. We barely have enough to go around. And, and they're feeding more people than you could. And you're a capitalist fuck, so screw you. We're into FEMA and helping the poor and the needy and all the refugees. So you can see which direction that will go really quick. Will it, will it happen overnight? No. But, you know, we're talking about a slow collapse. This pipeline should show a lot of people, you know, just how fragile we are. In the 70s, it was the same thing. But America is big. So one regional thing fucks up a lot of stuff. But we're big. We're 50 greedy capitalistic states that are like well we need to keep this going and politicians do come into play in that because they're like i'm lucky to have a job you know and and safety and security with the security detail and and food um 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 uh let's let's keep this shit show on the road And, and so they do but eventually you know if the pipeline you know was one thing but let's say another one happens. Let's say that Mississippi Bridge fucking collapses or they just caught it in time and they shut it down. So now they're diverting traffic somewhere else. Or you're not getting goods on the, on the you know, west side of uh, the Mississippi or the east side, depending on what goes that direction. So that's, that's another, another kink. Like, ah, uh, you know, and it's just like, it's like the human body, our economy and our, and our, superstructure freeways and everything that they're they're carrying vital blood and, and if you restrict the flow yeah well then your arm falls asleep and then you got to rub it and, and and so if you restrict the, the flow and the oxygen supply in three or four key areas then you pass the fuck out or you could die so it's it's not like our ginormous complexity is actually something that helps. It's like this ginormous complexity is all tied into like 
arteries that are tied into veins that are tied into the little tiny ones that go to, you know, Podump, USA, middle of fucking nowhere and BFE. That's just this little tiny vessel that's, you know, bringing in supplies and stuff and gas and fuel and bread and Gatorade and all that stuff to the little Circle K that's, you know, thousands of miles from anywhere that anyone cares about on a map. But the system is set up so that vein is fed by an artery that comes through called this freeway I'm on, I-10, and then to the north there's I-40. And, and, you know, these things are the giant arteries that bring blood to the little veins that go off to Sierra Vista and then from there to the little podump town out in the middle of nowhere. Well, sorry, you're at the outskirts. We don't... Sucks to be you. Ah. So then what? You know, really, then what happens? Um, You know, and, and so as those arteries become screwed or the blood vessels, you know, the, the, let's just call all these trucks and trains the, the, the blood cells. Well, they're becoming damaged. The mitochondria is becoming damaged. So eventually, there's, the arteries still there, but nothing's flowing through it. So then even the veins go into bigger bigger small towns like 50,000, 60,000 people uh, stop getting blood. So then they seize and die. And then, you know, obviously the little outlying areas have already died. And then eventually people are just like, well, fuck this shit. You know, and then they, they start staying home. Starts on the outskirts, but then, you know, like my little town has, you know, probably a thousand border patrol, five, six hundred highway patrol and whatever come through and come and go and we're right off the freeway well then all of a sudden if everything gets kind of screwy louie they quit going to work the big power plants like oh you know three of our engineers couldn't come in today because they they were sick they had the covid they got a shot and they died thank you fucking government so now what do we do well we're gonna have to cut production you know those guys were really key to how this thing operates and, and so, it, like a power plant that is pretty much just a part of the grid, drops off the grid because they have to shut down. Well, now the grid's taking up more demand. I mean, my town would still have electricity because we're fed from the grid, not that power company. But then a couple more of them drop off the map, and all of a sudden you have a big blackout or brownout, and then more people get pissed off, and they're like, well, fuck this shit. I'm not going to work. My neighborhood's dangerous. It was dangerous when we had functioning government and law. Now it's questionable at best. I'm staying home. Cops are like, yeah, I don't blame you. I'd stay home. In fact, tomorrow I'm not coming in because I'm going to have the blue fever. And, uh, you know, my neighbor was robbed and shot last night while I was at work. My wife didn't even hear it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do that. They, you know, and they didn't rob his... His TV this time and all this cool shit. They took food. They're looking for food. So then you see there's just another, you know, kink in, in America's awesomeness. And and this will be happening worldwide. Nobody's above it. You know, other countries are barely hanging on also. This is the Dragoon Mountains. This is where... Uh, Jesus and Michael and God were raking up all the rocks from creating earth. And and then uh, they're like, yeah, make a bunch of really cool piles here and we'll pick them up later. And then all of a sudden it was Monday and then they're like, oh, well, we're done. You know, or it was Saturday night. They were done raking Saturday night and then it was Sunday. And then it's like, that's ah, fine. It looks cool. Leave it. <laughs> And it does look cool. Trust me. If I had the time, I'd stop and hike around here and take some awesome pictures of just some crazy-ass balancing acts of these rocks. So, America will be a place just like 
the Weimar Republic when it collapsed and everything. But these things all happened in history. Long, long time ago. Well, now we have the petrodollar and the American dollar and, you know, whatever you want to call it, the U.S. dollar. And everything's kind of tied to it. So, you know, 70 years ago, maybe it would have been, ah, that's fucked up. America's falling apart, but we're still good, right? And then, then everybody tied to the dollar. So it's like all of a sudden America has become the beating heart that supplies the blood to the world. And so when we have a heart attack, um, we might be resuscitated, but a lot of those smaller countries will will die. They'll just fucking die. You know, and paralysis and then dead. Too much brain damage, and so they're dead. And, you know, and so they used to say if America sneezes, the world catches a cold. And I'm, and I'm sure it's still that way. You know, enough countries are trying to divest themselves of the dollar and the petrodollar and get their own currency, but they haven't pulled it off yet. Now, they might be close enough to where they could jump ship and and, and, and save their countries, but I, I don't think so because China is, is basically bankrupt. I mean, they got tons of money. They got tons of our fucking bonds that on, the, on, the, on an asset sheet says they're rich, but if we collapse, then, then they... T- then the note's not going to get paid. And if they try to come over here and seize it, you know, like the repo man showing up at 2 in the morning with the tow truck, they're going to get their asses shot by just about everybody in America. Because we're going to be saying, we didn't co-sign that loan. Well, your government did, the good faith of the American public. It's like, tough. You're not moving in here, fuck off, and die. And then, the, you know, it'd be a, a, a war there and at the ports and you know so there most countries are going to go well fuck it we're screwed and then their people are going to starve because we're not buying little stupid umbrellas for our mixed drinks anymore and and so you know mexico you know we have factories there that are going to shut down so then they're not working so then the club grow you know you can sit there and go well the drug cartel will keep going it's like the drug cartel needs customers and we're all broke here so I'm pretty sure we're going to, you know, be doing drugs. But, hey, we can produce, you know, meth right here in, in town. The sheriff quit worrying about that shit. In fact, the sheriff's actually kind of glad I'm making money selling meth, you know, because now there's a vibrant economy. I mean, I've become a legitimate drug dealer, you know, because it's it's going to be that bad, you know. And so these other countries will just fall apart and die too. And they will suffer the same fate. And, and then God will have to show up because it's just all bucked up. But maybe not. You know, we can all sit there and trust in God and that he's the second coming. And when things get so bad, he'll show up. No, things have been bad throughout history. You know, Hitler took over the world, you know, damn near. Killed a lot of fucking people. There were, you know, England, look at some of the old pictures of the bombings that happened in England. It was a shithole. But we were still unaffected so we could help rebuild them. You know, other countries pitched in and said, man, glad that fucking Hitler ass, one bald dickweed, died. And by the way, he was a vegetarian, so that kind of explains why his brain wasn't working, because he had no ketones running through his brain, but whatever. He's still a one bald vegetarian, so... Fuck him. So the world's like, glad he's dead. And then we were able to rebuild. But the world has been a disaster. You know, there was the dark ages, the summer without, you know, the the year without a summer that happened where everyone starved to death in, in Europe because there was no growing season because whatever happened, a hiccup, volcano, something. You know, so... It, Actually, if the world fell apart the way I'm describing it, then honestly, there would be less control freaks and more uh, liberty to make your own choice, more um, free choice. You know, because you can you can start making crack, and there's no one going to be there telling you not to. 
and then you might wake up and go, I'm killing a lot of people, that sucks, and you repent. Or, you know, the leather guy, you know, this guy, I'm, I'm going to move into that Circle K and start making leather goods. I, well, do you have enough money? That's irrelevant. People need leather. So the economy could restart, and, and the reason Satan was cast down here was for opposition. So, you know, maybe all of a sudden that might be the great awesomeness before Christ comes. He's like, now you guys all have freedom of choice. Stop being stupid and stop and start being smart and making the right decisions because judgment is coming. And, and, you know, you can't even say, Hitler made me do it. You know, the government made me do it. The tax man made me do it. Politician made me do it. So, but do you think that's going to happen like overnight? No. In fact, let's say that, as horrible as it sounds, on, on a free agency start over scale of freedom, you know, before the government wakens up and, you know, like a sleeping giant starts going, oh, we need to control all these people. They're making money. We need to tax that shoe repair man. Um, that might be Christ's second coming, a thousand years of peace, you know, where people can just be people. And, you know, if they're murderers, then they're murderers. And then they get shot by somebody and then they get judged for that. It's really no different as far as heinous acts going on. Then right now, they're still murderers out murdering people and shit. You know, they're just not getting shot. Like Portland wouldn't have burned down if all the store owners would have just shot them fuckers. But they couldn't. You know, and I'm not saying shooting people is the right thing to do in the eyes of God. But I think a few of them that got taken out would have uh, changed the tide. It's like, hey, these people are shooting. That's why in smaller rural areas, you don't see that shit happening in conservative red states. You know? You don't, you don't see those kind of riots burning shit down because people will just fuck them up. But you go to some liberal, you know, part of the world where everyone's like, oh, they, they, they just want to touch it. Like that dumb fucking singer back in the day, you know, saying that stupid shit. No, they're conservatives. It's like, yeah, you can touch it all he wants. In fact, he can come in and touch it and try it on and then buy it. You know, so... Maybe this end of the world that I'm talking about and how it will look, you know, from a freedom and liberty standpoint, might be awesome. But America will not be rebuilt during that 1,000 years if it's Christ and the 1,000 years of peace and awesomeness. I mean, then, then maybe it'll be fine, you know. I, I don't know. Reduce speed ahead. Well, sure. Fucking truck taking up two lanes. Commerce. See, taking that big Euclid truck to the mine somewhere to dig dirt. Well, if that truck can't get there, then that mine closes. No dirt being dug there. I think I'll just exit right here and say fuck this shit. So, that's uh, my podcast for the day on what will America look like after the apocalypse, during the apocalypse, during the collapse. I think it's going to look ugly. But if, if we got a good mindset, we'll sit there and go, well, if governments collapse, that could be one of the better things that could happen. Because governments, I mean, let's face facts, have fucked things up forever. And when we were more tribal and, and free like the Indians were before we came and, you know, just built all this shit, they got along pretty well. I mean, yeah, was there still violence? Sure. You know, the, the Sioux wanted to wipe out some other tribe just because they were hunting on their land, which wasn't their land probably because they didn't believe in ownership, but it was their hunting ground. You know, they had marked the territory. But they seemed to got along just fine. You know, there was just as much tribal fighting and murder. And then what government come along and do? Well, like if you look in Africa, government came along and said, you know, if you make a lot of laws that your tribal people can't follow, then you can arrest them and sell them as slaves because they owe the community because they, they ate a chicken. And Fridays are not chicken day. 
And that's how stupid it was. And so people got sold into slavery. And then that was government. That was big tribe government fucking with the normal people that ran around and were just happy to be alive and have something to fucking eat. So granted, millions, billions will need to die for that to become peaceful again. And, and I think that would lead to the reason why um, Christ decided to, uh, you know, maybe do a rapture thing. Maybe that's actually true. He's just like, you know what, take it to really, really good people. And, and then all the bad people are just going to fucking die. And then we can re, kind of rebuild. I, I don't know. I'm speculating because I'm not a biblical scholar, nor do I want to be. You know, people are like, what the fuck you mean you don't want to be a scholar? It's like, it's, it's all hearsay. So, all in all, it, it could be a good thing. I mean, like I said, it's mindset and how you look at it and what you think about it and all of that. And, uh, I mean, I'm I'm down with, you know, 90% of the Earth's population dying. I mean, I'll probably be one of them because I'm not all that bright either. But you you can't you can't put it back together and have a restart with everything that's going on. Eventually, it, it's like your melting pot. All of the shit has now floated to the top. You need to scrape that off and throw it on the floor and let it harden and sweep it away. And and that's what I would say 90% of the humans on Earth have become slag. That's really useless. They've, you know, the refiner's fire has done its job. They have risen to the top, not in a good way. And, and, and now they need to be skimmed off. It's like, bye-bye. So when I look at America, this is what I see. See, people living together, farming, ranching. Now this town is just like what a mile off of the freeway. So they're right there next to a major artery. But this was here before. This town was here long before that freeway was built. And there were dairies, ranches, grew their own beef. There were meat packing places. You know, Billy Bob had his own butcher shop and, you know, you, you killed your cow, you took it to him or took it to him, you know, alive and he killed it and butchered it. And he kept 10% or 15% of the meat and gave you the rest. It was a barter society. So I could go on and pontificate on the beauties of small town and having 90% of the world die. Not because I'm like Bill Gates and I want to control everybody and want them to die. It's just, a, it's just, it's like if the world, like if you read the book Earth Abides, you'll see that ants and rats and everybody, you know, multiply to a point to where it's unsustainable and then they all die, except the strongest of the species and then it starts over and that's where we're at we're at that point we have overpopulated even though there's plenty of room on the earth you know I'm not Bill Gates wanting to kill 90% of America because of this that and the other thing I'm just saying it's a natural selection that you know rats will become so overpopulated that you wouldn't even be able to step out of your house without stepping on rats They'll get into your house and eat your fucking dog. They will just be so many of them. And then within a week or two, they'll all kill each other off. And then it'll go back to normal, a normal society for rats. And that's where we're at. So I'm not saying anything that I'm sure um, anthropology hasn't already figured out. All right, so... Enjoy. Um, keep an open mind. I don't pontificate like smart people do and back everything up with facts and numbers and statistics. I'm just talking about what I see. And what I see, as beautiful as it is, like my view right now, just looking that way over the, 
the river, um, I see bad things. I see something wicked this way cometh. And, and that's what's going to happen. So I would love to be one of them smart people that could go on and on with facts and statistics and make this a 15-part podcast that could be written into a book because there's so much information. The reality is it's just observation. And, and most people that listen and watch my videos see that even though I'm crazy and I swear too much, that they see it too. They see it from a different perspective, but they see it. And it is happening. You know, I can describe the mountain in front of me and you might not even recognize it because you're on the other side. But you see the mountain. And how I see it and how you see it might be completely different. But the reality is, it's still there. So, enjoy um, the rest of your week, day, whatever it is, until the world ends, month, year. And uh, I will catch you later. Love you all. And enjoy the apocalypse. It is coming. In fact, I think it's here. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.